a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and you're listening to Chris and Mike on Wrestle Shop. I'm coming to your town in my pink Cadillac. I'm just a honky tonk man. I'm just a honky tonk man. I'm just a honky tonk man. I'm cool. I'm cocky. I'm bad. Hello and welcome to another episode of WrestleShock. It's WrestleMania season, obviously between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. It's the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan. And uh, I'm joined by my good buddy, Mike Lacey. Hello, Mike. What's up? Uh, it's, I'm excited. I go to WrestleMania and to, uh, I fly out a week on Thursday. Um, today's date is the 25th. And I'm just looking forward to doing lots of things over there. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. How's things been with Mike? Have you been enjoying watching the wrestling lately? Uh, oh, we'll get my. into that as we... <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, we'll start that again then. Uh, no more enthusiasm, Mike. Um, okay. Uh, basically, what we're going to do is we're going to just go through the WrestleMania card as it stands at the moment after um, Monday Night Raw with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Scooby-Doo. Yes, that's right, folks. Scooby-Doo um, aired. So uh, a couple of matches were made. Um, we're going to go through them, our thoughts on the card, and obviously our thoughts in the Hall of Fame as well and uh, we're just going to basically talk a little bit about the the WWE Network and I attended the Bret Hart uh, UK tour um, the other day and uh, just give my thoughts quickly on that so it should be a packed show uh, so we'll start first of all um, probably one that may open the show uh, was one that was announced last night which is the Shield versus Kane and the New Year's Outlaws uh, whatever I said to Mike, there's a couple of new matches, and he saw that, and all I heard was, what? Um, <laughs> so, Mike, over to you. And be careful, because Mr. Chris Hill may be listening. So, he's a big Kane fan, so try to trash him. I mean, don't trash him as much as you can. Well, I feel sorry for him at the present moment, then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like the whole corporate Kane thing. I don't understand. What was the point of putting the mask and the hair back on to do hell no, just to take it back off again? It kind of seems like I understand that Kane's winding down to the, you know, to the end of his career, and they're probably going to need to move him on. If he's going to stay with the company, they're going to need to move him on to some other kind of role. And who knows how long, you know, how long this new Triple H, Stephanie, uh, the whole authority thing is, is going to last and how long Kane is going to be a part of it. But, I'm not really a big fan of the corporate Kane thing. Yeah. Um, as far as the outlaws, it was nice to have them back, you know, a little bit of nostalgia pop, but I, I, I know it, I mentioned it in the last episode. Why need to put the titles on them? Um, I'm the glad case of the new age outlaws are kind of outstanding. They're welcome. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it, it should have been, you know, like um, a throwback raw only kind of thing. Yeah. You know, you bring the guys back and you have a bit of a nostalgia pop and, Everybody's happy to see them, and, and then there's no need to put them back on the active roster. You have enough talent that you could do something with them. I understand that they're not big fans of the tag team division, but if you're going to do something with the tag team division, at least do something with some viable talent. Some, you know, bring up some of the NXT guys or do something to, to where you can make it that there's an you know a vested interest. For me, it would have made more sense for them to put Harper and Ro- your guy Rowan, isn't that his name? Yeah. I always forget his name, in there <laughs> with Kane because they've had beef with the Shield. 
you know, I think that would have made more sense. Or you could have put the likes of, say, you know, like Kane could have just went, right, I'm going on a hiring mission to get me, like, some backup um, and get, like, say, the real Americans. Obviously, Rybaxel, that's another thing we need to talk about because there's something that's not listed here um, that was announced last night. Um, so I, I don't understand that. Uh, I don't understand these being with them. For me... Kane was a monster, and now it looks like Kane has turned up to work and forgot his gym gear, and that's why he's <laughs> wrestling in his his trousers. I I, I don't I don't get is Triple H going to wrestle in his trousers since he's a COO <laughs> and just wear a shirt, you know, like dress up like that whole IRS gimmick. Um, but the Shield for me have you know like obviously with their kind of face turn, you know, with them protecting Lawler last week on Raw, I think they're getting more. You know, like, the fans love them, but you get more response now whenever, you know, that, no, I'm not going to attempt to do it on the area, that noise that Reigns makes whenever he's going about to do the triple powerbomb thing. Right. The crowd are actually doing that with him now. So that's kind of, oh, right, that's cool. Um, But, yeah, like, obviously we've talked about Kane and the New Age Outlaws. What are your thoughts on the Shield again? You know, like, everyone thought that these guys were going to fight at WrestleMania all together. You know, like against each other, and now they're having to fight these three. Um, what's your prediction for this with this match? Uh, if if you're gonna, <laughs> it's like well, I don't really care. Well, it's just it's 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 hard to say because who knows what they're doing with the shield? They seem to be changing their minds all the time. They're going to break them up. They're going to keep them together. They're going to break them up. They're going to keep them together. Um, we saw Roman Reigns make it to the very end of the Royal Rumble, and you thought for sure that that would be the start of his singles push, and here we are two months later, and he's in a six-man tag uh, against Kane and the Outlaws. I don't understand what they're doing here. Um, I understand, you know, a slow burn, a slow turn, uh, all that kind of stuff, but you would have thought that Mania would have been the perfect time to have a triple threat match. Yeah. You know, between Reigns, Rollins, and Ambrose, and, and really solidify what they're going to do with the group. But it, it, it looks like an opportunity wasted. So as much as I do like the shield, I wish that they would just figure out what they're going to do with them already. Okay. Right. Um, we'll move on to the Vicky Guerrero Divas Championship Invitational. Uh, history will be made April 6th when the Vicky Guerrero Divas Championship Invitational debuts at the show of shows. AJ Lee, the longest reigning Divas Champion of all time, again like Dean Ambrose, how many times has she actually defended it, <laughs> will put her title on the line against 13 Divas. So we have Emma, who I cannot stand. I didn't know we had 13 Divas. Yeah, Naomi, Cameron, the Bellas, Oksana, Eva Marie, Tamina, Rosa Mendez, Summer Rae, Natalia, Alicia Fox, and Layla. Um, I'm surprised to see that they have decided not to include Paige in that um, instead of Rosa Mendez, who I have not seen on TV for quite some time. I didn't uh, even know she was back. Yeah, well, there's a whole story to do with her and Michael Hayes. And, <laughs> Um, let's just we'll talk about that <laughs> off air. Um, but again, you know, like it, I, I could see one of the total divas winning it. You know, I wouldn't mind if Brie won it, but I don't want Nikki to win it. Brie and Natalia are the two people. Brie, Natalia, and I always get these two mixed up. Isn't uh, Cameron's Trinity, whatever she's called, the one with the dark <laughs> hair? Um, 
the one who's going out with Uso, or as Bret Hart called them, the Ufos. Um, <laughs> no, that's I'm serious. I'll talk about that later. Um, they'd be the three that I wouldn't mind winning it. Um, but I have a funny feeling that they'll probably do something like put it on Eva Marie or something. Uh, could you care less about this match? Because I know not I could. even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to make a prediction of who you think's going to win it? I think AJ Lee wins it. <laughs> they just right. keep the title on her. Okay. So you think they'll do like Tamil like light eyed for her or some nonsense like that? No, it's definitely going to be nonsense. <laughs> okay. I can't wait <laughs> that, to be that there. much I can predict properly. <laughs> All right. Okay. Great. Uh, then we move on to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Whenever the immortal, the magnificent, the wonderful Hulk Hogan came back, he made this match, uh, which obviously gives the guys, you know, a chance to be on the biggest pay-per-view of the year, if not you know, ever. Um, I'm not going to go through the participants here, but all I will say that Rybaxel were meant to be in this and now actually aren't. Apparently they have a um, tag team championship match at WrestleMania against Usos. Now, whether the real Americans get added to that because they aren't actually part of this. Goldust and Cody Rhodes are. Um, and the only other one, RMB, are all together there. Um, so I'm trying to think of what other tag team you can actually put in that, but there's not that many. Xavier Woods is not actually part of the Royal Rumble or that Battle Royal. But um, I'm quite excited to see this. It's something different. Um, and then obviously we're going to have some big talent in there. You know, like say the Big Show and the Great Cali, pardon the pun. <laughs> and then we've got like Rey Mysterio, who, you know, I think. This is probably the only thing that, that he could maybe do, whether he's not fully able to do like a one-on-one or a tag team match, you know, whether right. he just gets eliminated early. And, you know, we have the likes of, say, Seamus and Dolph Ziggler, who, well, Ziggler, I think, should be, you know, in, in a different spot. But I think that's pretty much the consensus with everyone who's a wrestling fan and likes Dolph Ziggler. And there's four spots available. So whether we have, like, some... um older people you know like some legends come in right to, um battle royal uh, but i actually thought that you know it would have been great if it was like a battle royal like wrestlemania 17 like the gimmick battle royal because as much as people slate that i can t- I, it's fun I, yeah i love i love that <laughs> you know i love seeing all the legends and everything but um who do you think is going to win this a lot of people are saying that the guy from nxt rusev who hasn't isn't actually pictured on this um he We'll win it, and then that'll be the start of his push. Well, I don't, I don't really know. First of all, what does the winner of this get? It gets an just other than the trophy. That's it. It's not like uh, you know, like you can cash that trophy in for like an <laughs> intercontinental title shot or something, which would have been genius. I want to cash in my Andre the Giant statue. Um, <laughs> so there's no real stakes, uh, you know. No, it's just uh, you might as well just say this is for fun. See, a few things confuse me here. I love a battle royal. Don't get me wrong. We just had a whole pay-per-view centered around a a battle royal two months ago. So it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me to have another one right afterwards. But this is different because these are all be in the ring at the same time. All 30 will be in the ring at the same time. Whereas Royal Rumble, it's one per two minutes. It just seems a little overkill to me. Um, 
seeing the fact that there's no real that that you don't really get much of anything out of it. I'm going to make my prediction that the Big Show wins this simply because he started out his career as the Giant being the son of Andre the Giant. Maybe they tie that back in yeah. and, and have him win the, this first Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, everyone, like the Miz says he's going to win it. It's like, no, I don't think so. I think it'll come down to, at the end, it'll come down like the big show in your man, Rusev, or whatever. I could see the likes of, say, Brutus Clay and Zack Ryder getting, and I was going to say, who's that? Justin Gabriel uh, getting thrown out quite quickly. Uh, see, I agree that if um, if you want to use this as a momentum builder to, to really put a fire back under somebody, I can see them doing something with Rusev. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've also got some whether the WWE considers them big stars anymore um, you got guys like Sheamus and, and Dolph Ziggler in here that could really use that could use this to work their way back up the card yeah and you have um, the new and improved Sin Cara as well let's not forget that I hate the fact that Biggie Langston is in this why is the IC title not defended on the biggest pay-per-view of the year? You see, I think something will happen there because if you notice, Christian isn't in this. And Christian, oh, he's in the picture. Where? He is right above Sin Cara. Oh, so he is. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Um, yeah, because you see, there was a fatal four-way match on Raw and Christian won to meet Big E for the belt on main event. Um, as big as that is but yeah i i, I agree that, that i mean that match between Big E, del rio ziggler and christian was the best like four-way match i'd seen in a long time and i just wish they would do something like that even if they were to do like a icy gauntlet match where they've had like a couple of stars come out you know like and you know just have like you know they have two minutes to try and beat Big E or something like that to get the icy belt but yeah i just don't know you, you have you're you're gonna put two battle royals on one pay per view, and you don't get the IC title defended. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that that's pretty much the case. That's pretty much the case for a lot of times. I mean, apart from whenever Cody defended against Big Show, I can't really think of that many. Because if you remember, like a lot of Money in the Bank matches had the IC champion in them as well. But there's been rumors floating around that they were going to do a unification between the, you know, between the U.S. and the IC title. Yeah. You could have done that here. You could have had Ambrose, you know, defend against, uh, you know, not really defend, but have him and Biggie both defend and do something there. There was an opportunity. This is WrestleMania 30. This is supposed to be huge. This is supposed to be the biggest pay-per-view in, you know, for forever. And so far, you know, we, we've gone through... One, two, three matches, and I, I, my excitement level hasn't exactly been peaked just yet. I didn't know you were going to be that much of a fun sponge today. <laughs> right, we'll move on to our next match. Uh, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Um, one of the very few times that John Cena is not in the main event regarding the WrestleMania. Um, I've got to admit that the build-up to this match has been very good. Um, it's been... Even though we've got you know, like maybe one or two more singles matches. Um, for me, this seems to be one that um, has been built up, probably one of the best ones, um, just like some of um, Bray Wyatt's promos have been fantastic. 
and I've just really enjoyed the feud between them. Um, have you enjoyed it as well, Mike? Yes. Now, now this is where this is the point in the card that my interest my interest does start to give peak. Oh, hurrah! It, we got it's there. just a shame that it's halfway through the card already. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I was really, really pleased with the Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan match. Yeah. So I, I know that that. I had been lukewarm on Bray Wyatt for a long time, pretty much since the start. I thought that their promos were amazing before their debut. Um, and then once we saw them in the ring, the, you know, the Wyatt family as a whole, I wasn't all that impressed. Now, when Bray Wyatt kind of started splitting off on his own and we started getting him doing a lot of singles matches, um, and then Harper and Rowan were kind of like the tag team of that faction, um, I really started getting more and more impressed by Bray Wyatt. Um, I'm not the biggest giant fan uh, as far as, you know, the, the giant wrestler these days. Um, everybody knows my thoughts on the big show. No. Um, <laughs> but Bray Wyatt seems to be, he kind of fits that mold, but doesn't fit that mold because I think that he's a much better worker uh, yeah. as far as a big man goes. He's a lot more agile than some. Exactly. Um, and John Cena, to be perfectly honest with you, for as much as people slay John Cena, I've be- over the last, I don't know, 18 months, uh, actually probably longer than that, since 2011, since um, since his match of Money in the Bank with, with CM Punk, I think that his work in the ring has gotten a lot better. So I, I'm, I'm not as hard on John Cena as I used to be, you know, put it that way. Yeah, for me, it was when he was facing The Rock that I kind of turned you know like i was like oh the rock and then it was like i kind of then started leaning towards cena because he's there week in week out and the rock was like this is my home and i'm never leaving it's like all right um it's been a year rock and so far all (laughs) i've seen is a picture of you and hercules so what's up with that um yeah but i'm i'm kind of you know a lot of fans are like oh, this is, you know, they're doing the same stuff. And then this match came up, we're like, oh, I don't want to see that. And it's like, it's something new. It's something fresh, you know. And Bray Wyatt's promos have been excellent. And it's almost like, for me, it would have been the perfect tonic. You know, like, he's not there yet. But say, if you had that kind of promo against an Undertaker promo, how dark that would be. Exactly. Um, with Cena, my, just, just to go back to kind of what I was saying before, my respect level for Gina, uh, yeah, for Gina, <laughs> for Gina Cena, <laughs> Gina Cena. Is that John Cena's <laughs> mom or something? Gina Cena. Uh, my respect level for Cena has has gone way up uh, recently. He could be one of these guys like The Rock um, that always needs to be on top, and Cena really doesn't seem to. He doesn't seem to have that ego. I think we all know that. Yeah, I think Cena is probably one of the most humble superstars that there uh, will have been. Yeah. We know that he's the face of the franchise. We know that he's Vince's golden boy. We know that he is the, you know, for everybody that wants to call him the, you know, the Hogan of this generation, this, you know, the, the, the superhero uh, of the PG era. If he really wanted to, he could probably, he probably has enough stroke that he could go to Vince and say, you know what? I want the belt all the time. And other than, you know, for a, a small stint, really, uh, after Mania last year, he hasn't had the title on him for quite a while. Yeah. I mean, even now, you see he's working pretty much mid-card. 
right here. Yeah. So I think that he, uh, he needs a lot of credit. I think that he is, and obviously I don't know what's going on back, you know, behind the scenes, but just by watching everything play out, it seems like he's more than happy to, uh, my prediction for this match, I think Bray Wyatt's going to win this match. And I think he's going to put over new talent. And there's I, been, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of skepticism and a lot of criticism about a lot of superstars from the past not putting over new talent. And I think this scene is going to do it this time. I've kind of leaned the other way. I think Bray Wyatt will come incredibly close, but I think Cena will prevail and say, you know, like the next night in Raw, that good will combat evil. Yada yada yada. So we'll move on to The Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. This is quite interesting because it says here, The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak will be on the line when he takes on the beast who's bested him before. The incomparable Brock. Sorry. Brock Lesnar. Um, So they've kind of mentioned that these two have had a feud before. Obviously that was in 2002. I think No Mercy 2002 was whenever they had their Hell in a Cell match. But they've yet to show this on TV, very much like whenever The Undertaker and Triple H had fought mm-hmm. four at WrestleMania 17, but had shown that. Um, it's great to have The Undertaker back, but I just wish that it had been a different opponent. I would have loved to see Cena in this, um, because you know The Undertaker was 49 yesterday, and <sighs> there's just something... I think they'll have to do a stipulation in this match, whether it's a casket match or something like that. I think The Undertaker needs to get by with things like that um, now. Although last year, obviously, with his match against Punk, there was no stipulations there, really. But um, the build-up to this hasn't been really the best between these two guys. But I think Paul Heyman is the one that has made the build-up to this match. Well, oh, without awesome. without Heyman, there is no build-up to this yeah, match. exactly, exactly. So I'd like to get your thoughts on this, sir. See, I I think he's been booked all wrong. I, I think that Brock, Brock looks weak to me mm. in, in the lead-up to this. He looks very scared. And that really shouldn't be the case. If you're going to... Everybody knows that WrestleMania, these days anyway, is all about the streak. Yeah, you, you can have your main event all you want, but at, at the end of the day, WrestleMania, and I'll, I'll probably catch a lot of flack about this, you know, with Shawn Michaels being Mr. WrestleMania, but when I think of WrestleMania, I think The Undertaker. I was going to say that with Shawn Michaels gone, it's kind of, you know, like WrestleMania and Undertaker almost go hand in hand. You know, like you can't have one without the other. Exactly. So for me, WrestleMania is, all, in, in, unless there's going to be some huge giant main event, Hulk um, versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then for me, then this really is the main event. It might not be the last match on, but the mm. but the Undertaker uh, match is always the main event of WrestleMania for me. And it's always a really hard match to follow as well. Exactly. So if you're going to set up a, a viable threat that somebody's going to be able to beat the Undertaker, you have to make them look strong leading up to the match. And I don't think that they've done that with Brock Lesnar. 
Well, I mean, all you could really think of is wasn't that the was it that the rumble that he fought Big Show and then he just wailed on him with yeah, chair? Just chair and chair, chair. But then he looked so blown up once he'd done that. It's like whenever The Rock had his match with Cena, you could tell that so many minutes into the match, Rock was blown out. He didn't have the condition that he had before. Now, whether Brock is doing more training, you know, to get his cardio up or whatever, you know, uh, it could prove us all wrong and it could be a fantastic match as long as he doesn't go on the up the top rope because we know how that works out. Um, but, uh, yeah, as you say, like, whenever Undertaker fought Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, to name but, uh, but a few, you thought... I think he's going to lose. Whereas this year, just like, oh, Undertaker's going to win. Because how right. many people has Brock Lesnar beat, really, since he's come back? Exactly. See, I, I'm going to look forward to this match just because it's the Undertaker match. But yeah. the mat, like you said, the matchup itself doesn't really do a whole lot. doesn't do a whole lot for me. Uh-huh. Um, as far as your comment is Cena, I think Cena is the last match of the streak. Now, whether they try to push it to 25... Um, I don't know, but I think that Cena will be the last man that he faces. So I think you still got a little bit, little ways to go for uh, to see Undertaker and Cena. Hopefully, the Undertaker stays in you know good enough shape that he can continue to come back year after year. Yeah, and make it another you know three years after this. But um, we've seen in the last five years. Okay, so in the last five years, we've had two matches with, with Shawn Michaels, two matches with Triple H, and a match with CM Punk. All guys that can hold their own in the ring, all guys that could carry the undertaker should need be to a good match. And they've all five of them have been fantastic. Brock Lesnar can't do that, man. The only way Brock Lesnar can carry the undertaker is if he puts the undertaker on his shoulders, in my opinion. Exactly. So is this going to be a no DQ match? And we're going to see again, a ton of chair shots well, and a bunch of nonsense from, from Brock Lesnar, because it seems to be his M.O. It seems to be yeah. what, what he goes to these days. Well, you see, last night on Raw, um, I don't want to spoil a hell of a lot of Raw for you, but basically Brock's in the ring with Heyman, and then the Druids come out with a casket, and Brock kind of comes over and puts his foot through the rope and starts banging on the casket with his foot, and he does it about four or five times, and then the Undertaker then opens it and then gets out, and he kind of throws Lesnar over and almost looks like Lesnar lands on his head on the casket and then kind of, you know, jumps off. So I think like the Mark Henry match, I think this will be a casket match. I think that will be because then it'll be like no disqualification. You can do what you want. You know, like there's no pinfall, no submission. You have to put your opponent in the casket and then close it. Um, but I think that's what it's going to be. But I think you're right in the fact that he's going to need... He's going to need, like The Undertaker and WrestleMania going hand in hand, you're almost going to have to put Brock Lesnar in a chair, hand in hand, in my opinion. Because the majority, in fact, near enough all his matches have all been, you know, like, almost hardcore matches. You know, they've, they've had, to, like, his match against Cena was an Extreme Rules one. His one with um, Triple H at WrestleMania was like a no-holds-barred one. So that's what they're going to have to do here. Yeah, there always has to be some kind of stipulation in regards to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and that's and whenever he's a former UFC champion, you know, and you have to do that, kind of says a lot, in my opinion. But it it is what it is. 
<laughs> and now we have the winner enters the WWE World Heavyweight title match. Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. With the help of the Yes Movement, Daniel Bryan forced Triple H's hand. And at WrestleMania 30, the irrepressible beard will square off against the King of Kings in a bout with huge stakes. The victor will be entered into that night's WWE World title match. Now it looks to me like these guys, if this is the way the card goes, say... It looks to me like this will be the match that comes on after Undertaker, and the winner will then have no respite. It's not a case of just stay in the ring. It'll not be a case of this will go on first. You know, like it'll be a case of this will go on, and then the other two will come out, and then they'll start the match that way. That's the way I see it. Um, But it's been a good build up um, to this. Um, Obviously. We were meant to have Triple H versus CM Punk, so it would be interesting to see if Daniel Bryan was going to be put in the main event anyway, um, because fans were basically kicking off Stink after the Royal Rumble and Bautista coming back and winning. Um, and then the whole beatdown last week on Raw with the, the handcuffs and everything, it kind of makes you wonder that if Triple H is going to come out, if Stephanie's going to get involved in this match and somehow cost Triple H or whether... I think there will be a huge uproar if Triple H actually wins this and gets put into the main event. I wouldn't put it past him because um, he seems to have his big snipe, you know, like in as many pies as he can do. <laughs> um, and there was another point I was going to make there. Oh, yeah, um, that this is probably the best shape that we've seen Triple H in for a couple of years, in my opinion, as well. He looks very, you know, ring shape. I'm not saying that the past few years he hasn't been... I think Triple H has been training with The Rock. Yeah, I think so. You can kind <laughs> if you know of tell what, that he, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it kind of yeah, yeah, you, you know. The boss doesn't the boss doesn't get tested in the wellness policy. All oh, right, okay, that's probably why Shaggy didn't turn up with <laughs> Scooby Doo because he probably would have not passed the wellness policy. But um, obviously, Daniel Bryan has come a long way since last year, uh, being in the tag team match with Kane uh, to this. Um, so. You know, like, are you have you enjoyed the build up to this match? Has it been good to see Triple H, you know, coming back to the ring again? And is Triple H going to turn into the new Undertaker, where we only see him kind of fight at WrestleManias? Um, actually, I, I have enjoyed the build up to this. If, if for as much as I was disappointed in the Royal Rumble with Daniel Bryan being kind of left out, I, I think that it's only added fuel to the fire to the you know the yes movement. Um, I think it really has gotten the fan base even more behind Daniel Bryan than they were before, if that's even possible. The man is completely on fire right now. Um, I think this has to be the payoff. I I, I can't believe, you can't possibly tell me that they're going to have Triple H win this match and then go into a heel versus heel versus heel triple threat (laughs) match at at WrestleMania 30 for the title. I wouldn't put it past them. I just, I just, I don't, I don't see it. Um, but like you said, I can't put anything past Triple H and the way that things kind of have been, have been going recently. Um, I also think that if you, if you stretch this build too long, uh, I, I think that it might backfire and kind of lose momentum Yeah. For, for Daniel Bryan. So I think this is kind of where you need to do it. Whether now I'm going to speak about just this match and, and and we'll talk about the next match next, but I think that Daniel Bryan definitely wins this match. Um, it would not su- it would not surprise me if there's interference in this match. Yeah. Um, I think it, by, if there's a total 
by the likes of say the 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 other two Wyatts or whatever. Exactly. I think you're going to see Daniel Bryan get completely pounded in this match, and and, and somehow he's going to scrape and claw and, and and pull it out in the end. Okay. But I also agree with you that he's going to end up on the mat, you know, completely, uh, you know, completely spent after. <clears throat> 30 minutes, 35 minutes w- w- with Triple H, and then Orton and Batista are going to come out and, and give him absolutely no rest time whatsoever. Well, to be honest with you, with Batista, you know, like I think Batista walking to the ring will probably be more burnt out than Daniel Bryan will be after having <laughs> a match with Triple H. Um, but yeah, I could I could see Daniel Bryan winning, but then after the match, Triple H is going to town with like chair shots or something like that, <clears throat> kind of just like not giving him, you know, any as you say, any respite, and kind of just looking at him, throwing the chair down, and then walking off, and then the other two come out. Maybe something happens, Daniel Bryan is, you know, getting beat down the entire match, and somehow, you know, squeaks out a win with a cheap roll-up, or something like that. Yeah. You know, and then Triple H gives him, like, five pedigrees <laughs> after, yeah. the, after the match is over. And it comes to something that or whenever you... Or sledgehammer, or, or yeah. you know, grab, something like that. It comes to something whenever you have the chair shot to the head of a handcuffed man that's not the exclamation point the exclamation point is the pedigree it's like oh right. okay. um <laughs> so we'll move on to the next the final match randy orton versus Bautista versus brian or triple h um now for me it's just been a case of these two have just been the build-up for this match has been in my opinion non-existent um it seems to be that they're just a couple of it seems to be like the, the kids have had their candy stolen from them and they're just gurning about it. Like, uh, you They're know. both whining. Yeah, and that's... that's It comes to something whenever that's the WrestleMania main event is that you've got a couple of whiners in. You know, like, it's not an Austin Rock match. It's not a, you know, Edge Undertaker match or to name but a few or, you know, what have you. But... Batista coming back, a lot of people were like, oh, really excited. I wasn't excited for Batista coming back. Um, For me, whenever he works best as a face, in my opinion, whenever he turned heel and then he had that god-awful match with John Cena at WrestleMania, I didn't like that match at all. There wasn't much about that card that I did like, apart from The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. But that's besides the point. Um, He hasn't really done an awful lot. He's another... Part-timer, he's come back and then, you know, like, won the Royal Rumble and then put in the main event and everyone just went, no, that's wrong. Like, last year, like, Cesaro had done a hell of a lot last year and was nowhere on the card. Whereas I hope he gets his just dues and gets put in the, like, a tag team turmoil match or a fatal four-way thing like we had at WrestleMania 20 for the belts. Um, But for me, if Daniel Bryan wins... The match with Triple H, I can see Brian winning this, and a la WrestleMania 20. Although Nikki or Brie Bella comes out and she's won the Divas Championship, and then the two of them just hugging the ring, and then the confetti and everything falls. That's the way that I see WrestleMania 30 ending. I'll probably be totally wrong, and Randy Orton <laughs> will be standing there with Triple H, Stephanie, and God knows even Batista. You know, like all stand there with their arms in the air, looking over Daniel Bryan. Um, but that's just the way I see things. And as for the WWE World Heavyweight title, that's just, it's too much of a mouthful. You need to have, <laughs> it seems to be that the hunt is gone 
it seems to be that hunger's gone from some superstars because they have just you know three belts realistically to go for you know and that's that belt the tag belt the ic belt and then you've got the us belt but it doesn't you know the us belt and the ic belt don't really mean that much anymore exactly i, I think they were silly to pair these up but i'd like to get your thoughts on the final match of wrestlemania Turkey. I agree with you with the Batista thing. Um, I don't have, a, I don't necessarily have a problem with Batista coming back, um, because from everything I've read, Batista signed a two-year contract to be a full, you know, a full-time roster guy. Um, I, I don't, I don't think he's going to be in and out. Yeah, I, I think but... he's kind of here to stay. But I don't believe that they should have put him right in the title picture right away. Um, and and that's really what killed Batista. I don't think it has anything to do with Batista in general. No, you know the the whole how everybody's booing the crap out of him, you know, the whole Bautista thing. I don't think it has anything to do with him. I think it's all has to do with the way that he's been booked since his return. Now, I think that if they had brought him back and put him in the, in, in the Royal rumble and, you know, maybe let him be one of the final four, um, but then get eliminated. I, I think that the crowd would have been fine with that. Um, the fact that, Batista won it, and Daniel Bryan wasn't even in the match. Yeah. Only added fuel to the fire, um, and and that's really what's killed him. Because I think that he was meant to come back as a face. I don't believe he was meant to come back as a heel. They just had to use the crowd reaction and and you know kind of book on the fly. Because I think that this was meant to be Batista the face versus Randy Orton the heel for the title, and it just didn't shake out the way that it wanted. You know, this is the whole. This is where you can really see the, the fan base having their influence on the booking. Yeah. So with, with that being said, um, as, as much as I want to see it, I, 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 I don't believe that you're going to get your wish on Sunday night. I don't think – I think that the match ends with Randy Orton with his hand in the air. See if you need a nickname for the internet. You should be Buzzkill. That's, <laughs> that's what you are. Just Mike Buzzkill Lacey. <sighs> yeah, I, th- I think that that Daniel Bryan is going to come close. I think he's going to come real close. But I think that the, the, the beating that he took at the hands of Triple H is going to be too much for him to overcome. And I think that Randy Orton is going to retain at WrestleMania 30. And just like you said... You're going to have Triple H and Stephanie and Randy Orton with the confetti at the end of WrestleMania 30 to, to a house full of booze. Um, obviously, um, Hulk Hogan is the host of WrestleMania 30. Um, I'm just really excited by this. Never did I think that I would see Hulk Hogan back in the WWE. It's still kind of surreal whenever I'm watching Raw and I see him coming out to his music and he's walking down the ring and everything, um, which is great. Obviously, Kid Rock uh, has done the Celebrate song, so he, no doubt he'll be there performing live um, and things like that. So we'll move on um, to the Hall of Fame. Now, I think it's safe to say that this is probably the strongest class that we've ever had. Um, for me, the one for WrestleMania 21 comes close. But, you know, the one that had Hogan, Piper, Jimmy Hart, Paul Orndorff, Aaron Sheik, and Nikolai Volkov. But for me, this is just everyone that was inducted in this bar one. Um, I'm sure you'll guess who it is. Um, I, you know, like I know I've kind of followed everyone's career. You know, like I've seen them in matches. I know bits 
you know, like I know bits or I know a lot about them. I've watched their DVDs that WWE have brought out. Um, so do you want to talk just about each um, inductee and just like, are they deserving of it and that kind of thing? Yeah, let's go right on down the okay. line. Alrighty, so um, we'll go first of all. Obviously, the first one to get inducted was the Ultimate Warrior. Um, I think this is as big as coup for. How should I put this? For us fans, now I know that Mike and I aren't the you know the the youngest of people, but you know, <laughs> you know, like we would have probably identified more with the Ultimate Warrior than we would have, say, Bruno San Martino, in my opinion. So this is yeah. kind of you know like everyone's like the Ultimate Warrior will never go in the Hall of Fame, you know, like he's kind of cut all ties with WWE and things like that. But then that happened. It was announced. Um, it comes to something that whenever you get inducted in the Hall of Fame, you don't have a wrestler alive that will induct you. And the person inducting him is Linda McMahon. Um, it kind of speaks volumes, in my opinion, about the character of the Ultimate Warrior and what Bret Hart said about him as well was that... You know, he was asked a question about, you know, Ultimate Warriors obviously going to Hall of Fame, you know, like British Bulldog and Owen Hart still to go in. What are your thoughts on it? And he basically, to cut a long story short, said the Ultimate Warrior was a dick. When, <laughs> well, I should have said that word, but it, it's there, blah. Um, but basically said that um, whenever, you know, like you have the Make-A-Wish kids that, you know, Bret Hart would go down, sign autographs, Hogan would go down, sign autographs, spend time with them. Warrior would just sit there and let them wait and let them wait and let them wait and then just not turn up. So he says, like, you know, like, war Bret made the point that it comes to something whenever there's no wrestler that will induct you into the Hall of Fame. That says a lot about him. And that's, you know, I, I'm inter like he, like Brett said, I'm interested to hear the speech. I think that's what everyone wants to hear because of how wacky the Ultimate Warrior was whenever he was cutting promos. But don't forget that this guy has done, you know, public speaking. I think he got ridiculed once for a remark he made in some school. But um, what are your thoughts on the Ultimate <sighs> warrior going in the <laughs> hall of fame i should not have done that <laughs> um i believe that the ultimate warrior is deserving of a hall of fame in induction because this really isn't a um it's not a real hall of fame it's not necessarily about who was the best because it's all subjective for me it's all about who meant the most uh, and who was important to Vince's business, uh, you know, and, and the wrestling business. And the Ultimate Warrior, for albeit a short stretch of time, was one of the two biggest names in all of wrestling. It was all about him and all about Hogan. And the fact that in the first ever title versus title match, they actually put the Warrior over. That says a lot. That says a lot as far as his his box office earnings, uh, you know, just making money for the company. The fact that, that, that not only did, did Vince have the faith to do that, but the fact that Hogan actually went along with it and did it, that, that says, that says a lot as far as what the ultimate warrior meant to the business at the time, as far as his personality, 
Um, we, we've all seen, well, if you haven't seen the, the, the documentary self-destruction of the ultimate warrior, stop this right now and go watch it and then come back and listen. But, um, oh, still forget to come back. <laughs> they'll not forget to come back. Oh. No, everybody on that, everybody on that DVD had nothing but terrible things to say about Jim Helwig, the man, mm-hmm. not necessarily the ultimate warrior character because. It, it was pretty obvious that he was important to the business at the time, but Jim Helwig, the man, the person, the businessman, everybody had nothing but bad things to say about him. Um, I think this is the ultimate. Um, oh, you, God, <laughs> what a pun. Didn't exactly mean that, but uh, <laughs> the fact that you can go home again. I, I think that if the ultimate warrior can mend fences with, with Vince and come back and get inducted into the Hall of Fame, I think that anybody can. Um, so for me, I'm when when I was, you know, WrestleMania six was not, you know, nineteen ninety. So I was twelve years old. Yes, I'm dating myself. Uh, <laughs> that was it was just so huge, so big. It it was something that I never ever thought that I would see, and it was just amazing to see at the time, and it meant so much to the business and so much to the demographic that they were targeting at that time. I think that that match in and of itself is, is enough to get him into the Hall of Fame. Okay. I will say his music as well. I hope he comes out and runs around. Think he's going to run. Now, see, as far as his speech, I don't think he's going to cut a promo in his speech. Because that's just not who he is anymore. Yeah, I think he will towards the end. He'll just go a bit wackadoo and then just, you know, do it for the sake of doing it. Because then everyone will be like, oh, yeah. Because he seems to, to be the kind of guy that wants to be taken seriously now. Because he's... Like you said, a big motivational speaker now. He's got a you know a whole new career as far as public speaking um, and stuff like that. He's very serious and political. And I, I don't know how much he's going to want to um, make a cartoon character out of himself, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I think that he's going to be very humbled. I mean, it's obviously just my opinion, but I think he's going to be very humbled and appreciative. Um, and I think that he's, he's not going to pull a Bob Backlund. Well, I think I, th- I think even the warrior would struggle to get to the same wackiness that Bob Backlund was, um, to be honest with you. Um, okay, we'll move on. The next one is a guy that I've wanted in the Hall of Fame since, so I don't know when. I've had three people that I wanted to go in the Hall of Fame, which was Ricky Steamboat, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and Jake the Snake Roberts. I think it's a big... It's a big pat on the back to not only Jake Roberts, but to um, Diamond Dallas Page for him being there for Jake Roberts. Because, to be honest with you, if it wasn't for Diamond Dallas Page, I doubt very much that Jake Roberts would still be alive. I agree. And and the same with Scott Hall, um, who we'll talk about in a minute. Um, But Jake Roberts, for me, is just... He was just such a... It just seemed to be that was like his home in that ring. You know, like, you know, you see some performers in there and it just seems natural and everything just flows. And the way that guy could cut a promo and could talk, like, I think it was Gene Okerlund said on his DVD that he was one of the best stick men in professional sports. And he said, I'm not just saying wrestling, I'm saying, like, NFL, NBA, you know, whatever. He says, like, he was one of the best on the microphone and the fact that he's, you know, being inducted in the Hall of Fame, I think 
I think, especially with Alice Page ducking them, I think that's going to be him and Bearer are going to be the two that kind of, you know, like a real tear jerkers, in my opinion. No, I completely agree. Um, Jake, for me, he was the first. He was he was the first tweener that I can ever remember because even though he was, at least from from my memory, I, I always remember Jake as a face. Um, but even as a face, he was always had that dark edge to him. He was always he was the first real. He was he was the first real wrestler that I can remember that used uh, psychology the way that he did. Yeah, because there was always something deeper. There was always something behind, uh, you know, something much much more complex behind Jake and everything that he did, whether it was his promos or his ring work or or anything like that. And that always intrigued me. That's why he was always one of my favorites because it, it. I was always a big Hogan guy growing up, and with Hogan, you knew what you had. Yeah, you know, it, it was always no. You know, drink your milk, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, Hulkamania, you know, 24-inch pythons. It, it, he was straight up playing to the kids, where Jake didn't really do that. Jake was, you know, there, there was always something more sinister about him. Yes. But he could, pull, he could pull that off being a face. And even now, I don't think anybody has done it better than Jake the Snake Roberts. No, I would, I would totally agree with you. I think the way his promos were, I think you could almost say that Bray Wyatt is almost like a modern day version of Jake Roberts. The way his promos are and things like that, you know, um, just the way he's so dark and his promos are very methodical and very, you know, like they're they're ones that once you listen to, you're kind of nodding your head, just going, "Wow, that was that was really good," you know. And there's not many performers now in my opinion who can have you hanging on the the you know like their every word whereas roberts was one that could do that absolutely okay so we'll move on to the next one then um since we're talking about diamond dallas page we'll talk about scott hall but he's being inducted as razor ramon um now it was weird just whenever i watched the promo video last night and then it came up that it was actually a picture that had leaked um, a couple of, uh, I think it was on the Sunday or the Monday before Raw happened. And I had a picture of all the Hall of Fame inductees and I had, you know, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. So I think it was weird whenever it said, you know, the WWE are proud to announce our latest inductee, Razor Ramon. And it's like, what? Because I'd seen the part to do with Razor Ramon and I thought, right, they're going to talk about WCW and him being part of the NWO. Whether they're leaving that until a later date, so like Hogan, Nash, and Scott Hall are then all inducted as the NWO because Razor Ramon was a different character. You know, it's almost like saying having, I'm trying to think of two guys who have changed characters. Should really thought about that. It's it's like you know it's like when they eventually in, induct the Godfather into the Hall of Fame and then later induct Papa Shango. Oh well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> true. Yeah, it's it's kind of that case. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I would, I would, or you know, Owen Hart as Owen Hart or the Blue Blazer or something like that. Um, I mean, I'm I'm interested to hear his story as well. You know, like he's come a hell of a long way and he looks he looks fantastic now. Um, obviously with him getting his hip surgery, you know, like he seems to be in a better place. And again, it's 
thanks to Diamond Dallas Page. I could see, you know, like if they induct the NWO, I could see Dallas Page going in, like say next year. I think it's maybe a case of maybe he was offered it and he decided not to take it because those two guys were getting inducted. That wouldn't surprise me. You know, like, because he seems to be a humble guy. Although, if you watch the latest video with him playing Flappy Birds, um, yeah, just quite a lot of bleeps and swears there. (laughs) Um, I'll send you the links later on. It's hilarious. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, um, really excited to see that one. Your thoughts on Razor Ramon is the bad guy? I was shocked that he was going in as Razor Ramon. Now... A few things could be playing into this. Obviously, Razor Ramon was his character when he was in the WWF slash WWE. And my guess is that if they're gonna put if they're gonna put him in the Hall of Fame, they probably want to put him as the WWE persona in first. That that might just be part of Vince's ego because if, when I think of Scott Hall, don't get me wrong, I love Razor Ramon, I love WrestleMania Ten, I love the ladder match. And all that kind of thing. But Scott Hall's claim to fame is the NWO. Yeah. I mean, that that was when he was at the height. You know, the pinnacle of his career was in WCW. And whether Vince wants to acknowledge that, whether his ego is will allow him to acknowledge that this guy that he had went on to bigger and better things after he left his company... Um, I don't know. I do believe, obviously, that we're going to get an NWO induction probably sometime in the near future. Yeah. Um, but I think that that might be part of why he's being inducted as Razor Ramon as opposed to Scott Hall. Do you, you see, we were talking last night, and I'll be talking to some of the guys that'll be meeting over there. Who do you think will induct Razor? I think it's got to be Kevin Nash. You see... <clears throat> You've got three wrestlers, in my opinion, you could do it. Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels, because obviously WrestleMania 10 match, and then X-Pac. But to be honest with you, I could probably see his son inducting him. Because, you know, like, obviously he seems to be into the whole wrestling stuff and everything now. So whether they get him to induct him, but... See, I don't know if his... It... It seems to be that if it's not going to be a current, uh, well, not a current superstar, but if it's not going to be a known superstar in WWE, it's some sort of celebrity, kind of um, <laughs> yeah. like Arnold Schwarzenegger last year. Um, I like the fact you said that, not Marina Menounos. Kudos, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I think it would be a nice touch. I think it would be touching. I think it would probably be the best speech that could be given, um, is if his son did it. Um but I don't know if that's the way that Vince will go. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say that it would be because it's going to be the first ever live induction ceremony, you know, broadcast. It's going to be broadcast on the, on the network. So obviously they're trying, they're trying to get buys of yeah. the network so that people will, you know, watch it. So I don't necessarily, I think that, I think that Vince would go with more of an established name to, uh, to induct him. So whether, like you said, whether it's you know Shawn Michaels or whether it's Triple H, uh, you know, being you know part of the Click, I don't think X Pac. I I, I, I don't think it would be X Pac, but um, it's just for him. I think Nash is definitely the way to go. It's just for him being on a Legends contract, apparently X Pac, and he hasn't really done an awful lot. So he didn't really do an awful lot when he was an active roster member either. But well, um, you said that, not me. 
um make some noise bleh. um yeah so we'll we'll go on with that there um so the next one we'll talk about will be probably the one that a lot of people don't really know an awful lot about which would be carlos cologne and i would uh, fall into that category yeah same here um it'd be a case of with um with him obviously his son sons carlito and primo have made it big in wwe but the only thing that really sticks in my mind is that jbl kept saying on commentary that carlos cologne owed him money that's all i can really remember <laughs> so um yeah It'd be interesting to see like his induction, but I think this is one that you have to bring on first. I don't think you could put it on after, say, you know, like Scott Hall or Jake Roberts. I think you need to put this one on first and then get everyone else going. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you. Um, I do like the fact that Vince is acknowledging um, other wrestling, uh, you know, if, if that if that makes sense. Um, we had the same thing with uh, Mil Mascaris before. Oh yes, uh, and and it's not necessarily somebody that people know. Now this is where it's the opposite of what I said earlier. That it's not necessarily about that the the Hall of Fame isn't necessarily about wrestling in general. That it's all about you know contributions to Vince's business and whatnot. This I think is the is the other way around. Um, we saw it with Abdullah the Butcher. We saw it with with Mil Mascaris. We saw it now with with this guy that um, it's a little bit of a. Um, Paying respect. I think from what I hear is that Vince wants to purchase the Puerto Rico wrestling uh, like library. And apparently this is part of that, is that um, that he gets inducted is part of the deal, um, is what I read. Okay. I, 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 w- I was hoping that there wasn't ulterior motives, but <laughs> maybe there is. Yeah. Well, with, with Vince, there is always that possibility that, that, that there could be. Um, so w- whether it is or whether it isn't, I do like the fact that some respect is being paid to wrestling that isn't necessarily influenced by Vince McMahon. Yeah. Okay. I can't. Yeah. W- and honestly, I can't wait until we start getting. And, and it's it's my hope that we start getting some WCW wrestlers or ECW wrestlers inducted into the Hall of Fame that never stepped foot in a WWE ring. Whether yeah. that happens or not will, will will be you know has yet to be seen, but I, I'd I'd like to see a little bit of respect paid for something that isn't necessarily WWE related. Well, I think Sting will get his day at some stage. I also think that Sting will get his day in the WWE ring as soon sooner than later as well, though. Well, well, we'll we'll cross that bridge if and when we come to it. I think it'll be caught. You, no. you you may be standing on that bridge when it happens. I may be standing on that bridge. I have a funny feeling that it'll happen the Raw after. So do I. I think that's whenever it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen to WrestleMania. I think it'll happen the Raw after WrestleMania. Undertale will be cutting a promo and he'll come out and point the baseball bat. But regardless, we're getting, exactly. we're getting off track. We're getting off track. <laughs> right, so the next one we'll talk about then uh, will be the celebrity inductee. Now, I honestly thought that the celebrity one was going to be like Cindy Lauper or whatever. Um, I know they've uh, apparently, from what I've read, is that they've reached out to this gentleman before and he said no, but it's Mr. T. I pity uh, the fool. Uh, well, you see, I just, I, I just can't wait to, you know, like hear his story. You know, like I was a huge A Team fan growing up. 
you know, that was that was one of my things was like I just loved the A team. Every Saturday night I would sit down in front of the T V and watch watch um the A team and I'm just really interested to hear his story. Obviously I would imagine that Hulk Hogan would induct him. Um a lot of people want uh Roddy Piper to induct him, but let's just <laughs> say that those two aren't the best of friends. Um but yeah, it's just like between this year and last year, like Donald Trump last year, I'm sorry, did nothing for me. Drew Carey shouldn't have been anywhere near it. I know a lot of people that um, don't really agree with the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame. But for me, you know, like celebrities are an integral part of the WWE. And Mr. T was one that helped bring wrestling to the forefront of a lot of people's minds you know and that's why he's going into it so i'm happy you know with mr t um i think that that was probably one that i really wanted and didn't think would happen and whenever it happened i was like oh brilliant is mr t i i can't wait to hear what he has to say yeah i'm, I'm thrilled that mr t is is getting in here um like you said about the celebrities i, I really generally don't get excited for the cyber, for the celebrity induction. Um, but this one I do because it's WrestleMania 30 and this ties all the way back to WrestleMania one. Yeah. Now I, I remember WrestleMania one. It was my first WrestleMania that, yes. that I ever saw. It's that old folks. <laughs> um, I remember my, uh, I, I went with my dad down to the Philadelphia spectrum, um, where they were doing a close, they did, you know, a, a closed circuit broadcast uh, of WrestleMania. So it had the whole build up, you know, me being a little Hulkamaniac and you had Mr. T, you know, a, a same as you that I was a big A team fan and to see, you know, Mr. T teaming up with my guy, Hulk Hogan, you know, to, to face off against, you know, the hated Roddy Roddy Piper and, and, and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. It was just such a big thing. Um, and I remember just being so excited and, and the, the fact that it was just this huge just this huge deal. So the fact that, you know, you can have your other celebrities and whatnot, but none of them, even, even, you know, for me, I guess the, the, the biggest one that would compare to this would be maybe Mike Tyson, where he had a bit of a role in, in the whole Shawn Michaels and, and, and Steve Austin thing, yeah. but nothing, nothing comparable to, you know, Mr. T actually being in a match, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, not really, you know, for, for that time, you know, he, he didn't have any trouble holding his own. I thought, I thought he, you know, represented himself well. Um, and the fact that that got this whole ball rolling with, with WrestleMania and now that we're WrestleMania 30, I, I think that it's very fitting that, uh, that he be, you know, Cindy Lauper along the exact same lines would have been just as fitting. But, um, Mr. T I think is, is, completely fitting for WrestleMania 30 having it be you know the 30th anniversary of the of the biggest show and everything coming full circle okay um so we've got two left would that be right um so the next one is obviously last year Trish Stratus went into it and um this year we have Lita um again somebody who I remember coming down to the ring with S.A. Rios uh, on Sunday Night Heats, <laughs> mainly. Um, and then just, you know, being with the likes of, say, the Hardys and then going out on their own and just being a real real pioneer for, you know, women's wrestling. You know, whereas Sonny was the one who brought the 
in inverted commas, divas, you know, name, you know, like to the forefront. It's kind of Lita and Trish were like the two um, spearheads almost, no pun intended, with her being with Edge. Um, but I think those two were an integral part of where the women's wrestling is today. You know, like they, those two and the likes to say Molly Holly, Victoria, etc. That was whenever you didn't actually mind watching a women's wrestling match, whereas now you have, say, Eva Marie gets in the ring and looks like she could just about take a bump. Um, <laughs> but I'm again, that's one that I can't wait to hear. You know, like her her speech. You know, like Trish's for me was. Trish is as great as she is, can sometimes ham it up a bit. You know, like she tries to put in some cheesy jokes here and there. Whereas I don't think Lita will do that. I think you'll just get a, a straight sh- shooting from Lita. And I just, you know, like I'm pleased that she went in. I think she she's one of the few women who really deserved it. And for me, she'd rank up there, you know, like as one of the best of all time. Yeah, absolutely. When I think of women's wrestling, you know, I think of Wendy Richter. I think of Fabulous Moolah, Trish Stratus, and Lita. Those are the names that are at the forefront when I think of women's wrestling. And in in the Attitude Era, which is my favorite era of wrestling, um, just the, the rivalry that Lita and Trish had, it, it was it was just as intriguing as a men's rivalry. You know, just like just as you were saying, it's when we discussed earlier having this, you know, this women's invitational thing that they're having on the WrestleMania 30 card, I really don't care much about this, <laughs> but I really was invested in that feud. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I absolutely see, I remember, you know, being based out, out, out of Philadelphia here. I remember, you know, Lita, Amy Dumas as Miss Congeniality in ECW. And so when she went over to the WWF, it was like, you know, Holy crap. She was one of the first, you know, one of the first defectors, you know, uh, as far as leaving and, and going to one of the major, one of the major two. And like you said, she started out with S.A. Rios as, you know, as, as a manager mm-hmm. and then moved right into being with, you know, into a whole storyline with Edge and Christian and the Hardys. And that, that feud in the late 90s was, you know, as big as any feud, you know, that was right up there with Austin and The Rock. So, yeah, I'm excited to see her go into the Hall of Fame. I think she's definitely deservant. Um, she's kind of been away from wrestling for a while. Like a band and, and a music career going on right now. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. Now, a lot of people thought that she was going to come back and be part of um, Trish's induction last year. And yeah. That didn't really happen. So She was I'm, there, though. Right, but she wasn't, you know, she didn't do the induction, which I, I thought was what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see her talk and, and, and see what she has to say. Okay. Um, and lastly, but by no means least, is late great um, Paul Bearer. Um, it's without doubt one of the best wrestling managers I think you'll ever um, have seen. You know, like it's a, kind of a, like a lost art now um where you don't really have a manager you have an advocate say um it's it's a tough call to know who's going to induct him is it going to be undertaker is it going to be kane is it going to be mcfoley is it going to be his son well his son will probably accept on behalf of him but who are your thoughts of who's actually going to induct paul bearer in the hall of fame 
I, th- I think that Mark Calloway, not The Undertaker, I think Mark Calloway is, is going to induct uh, Percy Pringle uh, and, and, and Paul Bearer. Just, you, you, it's the, Paul Bearer is synonymous with The Undertaker, but you got to remember that as Percy Pringle, he had his hands in a lot of other people's careers. Uh, Steve Austin, Rick Rude, just, just to name a couple. He was such a huge name. Um, and it's because that it wasn't in the WWF. A lot of people aren't really knowledgeable of that. Um, a lot of this was WCW, WCCW, you know, the other wrestling federations that were around in the you know late 70s and, and early and mid 80s that he's had his hand. He's had his hands in so many different careers. Um, he's just a, he's he's got to be right up there with the best managers of all time. He's right up there with Bobby Heenan. He's right up there with Jimmy Hart. He's right up there with those guys. Mm-hmm. So I think that you don't necessarily see the undertaker break kayfabe for anything. Um, I think he will for this. Okay. I would be interesting to see that if he, if he comes out to his undertaker music or what have you, um, it's just, it's kind of a weird one for me, but nonetheless, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And obviously, it goes live on the WWE Network on Saturday, April 5th. Um, while we're here, Mike, um, we both have the WWE Network. I live in America now, so do. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on um, the WWE Network? Honestly, I think it's been fantastic. Um, there were some hiccups at the beginning because uh, of the PS3 issues or PS4 issues and the, uh, the Xbox 360 issues. Um, me, myself, I have an Xbox 360 and for like the first two weeks, I couldn't watch the network on it because I couldn't log in and whatnot, but it worked perfectly fine on my Apple devices. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of niggly, uh, you know, things with the archival videos. Sometimes that there's, you know, a little, little bumps and glitches and stuff like that, but, it's still less than a month old. Yeah. So, I mean, these things are going to, these things are going to happen, but, um, I've never had any issues with the live stream. Um, whatever they're airing live streams flawlessly. Um, I've, I've been really happy with it. I love the fact that you can go back and you can watch pretty much any pay-per-view from, from any of the, the three major, uh, companies, WCW, ECW, WWE, and they're all, they're all there. Even, you know, the, in your house is, you know, all, all the ones that aren't necessarily out on DVD, because originally I thought that maybe that they weren't going to consider those actual pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was worried about that, but they're all there. Um, I think the quality is good. Um, I was worried about um, them blurring a lot of images and this, that, and the other thing. But the fact that um, there's been a big, a, a big to-do in, you know, since it happened with, with Canadian Wrestler X. Yes, that that he's been you know blocked out of a lot of things and whatnot, and the fact that they are airing his matches, um, there is a disclaimer beforehand, but um, I think it's perfectly fine that they're doing it, um, just for the integrity of of the pay per view. They're acknowledging that it did happen, that you know that he was a part of the of, of the company, um, where they could have went the the opposite route and kind of. I think that it would have done the fans a disservice if they hadn't included him. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Because then you're not getting the, you know, you're not getting all of the content. Yeah, it's not unedited. It's you've edited it um, somehow. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I think the content that they are air. Uh, there are things on the network, such as NXT, that I've never really seen before because it's not aired in the United States on TV anyway. I know that you can get it on the internet, but I never... In fact, I was just too lazy to actually go and try and find it. Um, <laughs> That's weird because it airs in our channels. Fine. So it does? Yeah, no. Over here, it, it was um, exclusive to... I'm not sure if it was WWE.com or, or whatever, but it wasn't... Uh, it was not actually aired on a television channel. And I've been going back and I've been watching a lot of stuff. And a lot of the NXT stuff is really, really good. Um, I'll tell you right now that, you know, my match of the year so far is that Antonio Cesaro and Sami Zayn two out of three falls match. Yeah, they've had some incredible matches, those two. Those two are, were made to feud with each other, so they were. I mean, absolutely fantastic. And that's stuff that I wouldn't have been privy to Without the network. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure I would have heard about it through something and then had to go and look and try and find it or whatever like that. But the, the fact that I can just go on the network and, and take a look for it and it's all right there at the touch of my hand, I think is absolutely brilliant. So I'm super excited. The fact that I can get six months worth of programming for the same price that I was already going to pay for WrestleMania anyway, that's like free programming. Yeah. I mean, who, I mean what wrestling fan isn't going to get WrestleMania <laughs> as my wife is walking by, raising her hand. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> but what wrestling fan isn't going to pay the sixty bucks for WrestleMania? So you were going to put that money out anyway. Why not pay for the Why not pay for the network and get six months worth of programming, including all of the pay per views leading up to it, basically for free, rather than spending you know here in America anyway fifty dollars a month for you know whatever pay-per-view that i like i never bought the b pay-per-views i would buy the you know i would always buy royal rumble wrestlemania SummerSlam, survivor series and and then money in the bank was is the one other pay-per-view that i would buy every year mm-hmm. and, and and now I, I can watch them all for the same price that i, I was going to pay for wrestlemania anyway so i, I think that's a no-brainer I mean, I've enjoyed watching, like, some of the old draws. Like, there's a couple of episodes here and there missing, you know, like, so it goes, like, one, two, three, five. Like, where's episode four or whatever? Um, But for me, the one that I've probably been watching the most, I haven't watched uh, an awful lot of the pay-per-views, but I love watching the Legends Wrestling Roundtables. Um, I think they are just... I just like hearing the wrestlers sit down and talk about, you know, like stories to do with this or that or their thoughts or this and that. And yeah, I was watching one that had uh, it was it was Jim Ross, Mean Gene, DDP, uh, Michael Hayes and just just the, the stories that they come up with. And, and, and oh, and Roddy Piper. Yeah. And, and oh, that's probably just, one to do with the celebrities, perhaps. Just absolutely hilarious. Yeah, because there's one wherever like DDP kind of flames on JR for a bit whenever he's talking about David Arquette, and they're saying like he shouldn't have never been champion, and DDP's like, well, he was given this much money, and he gave it to Brian Pillman's wife. <laughs> That's what kind of a stand-up guy he is. It's just like, oh no, he did a good job, but it's just like he should have been the champion. And they um, get, and and they have matches on there. Like, uh, I think that one that I was watching, it had a uh, WCCW match where it was Rick Rude managed by Percy Pringle against Bruiser Brody, and they aired the match. And then after that, you know, the roundtable would talk about the match, and 
yeah. just give you insights on things that you never knew. And it, it's, I, I think it's fantastic. Oh yeah, it's it's totally worth the money, you know. So it is, and if you're obviously with WrestleMania, they're doing a two-hour pre-show. One hour will be on YouTube, and then the second hour is kind of to entice people to get the network for them to get the WrestleMania, you know. Like so, even if you're going to buy WrestleMania for like fifty or fifty odd pound or fifty odd dollars, sorry, then you might as well spend ten dollars more, get that. And get all the other pay-per-views for the next six months. You know, like, because you're going to get... SummerSlam's going to be one of them. So, why not do that? Exactly. Do we have anything else to discuss, Mike? Or is that us done? Uh, just that uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see where WrestleMania brings. Um, hopefully, I'll be more excited about the card than I am right now, given, you know, in the next 10 days or so. Um, hopefully, the go-home show uh, for Raw will give us an idea of, of, of what to expect. So hopefully the, hopefully I'll get more excited because I know that I haven't exactly been really excited to date. Um, but yeah, just WrestleMania is it's like Christmas time for wrestling, for wrestling fans. Yeah. You know, Santa Claus, triple H is going to come down the chimney. Now let's see what he's going to leave in my stocking. <sighs> Probably a shovel. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you're heading off to WrestleMania, like I am, and you're going to go to access signings or whatever, and you need to get stuff signed. Um, if you go onto eBay, there's um, a seller called Haas of Wrestling, H A U S of Wrestling. Um, I'll try and put the link in the description box so you can get it. Um, f- so check them out. Um, I know they have quite a few issues at the minute on offer, and I know they're posting right up to, you know, right before. WrestleMania. So if you're leaving and you need it quickly, then get in touch with them. Um, they've could source your magazines. You know, like if you're needing one for like a Shawn Michaels signing or things like that. Um, so they are very good to deal with. And obviously, if you're looking to watch anything, whether it be the um, Mr. WrestleMania, which I watched, got to say was fantastic. Um, obviously, go to wwedvd.co.uk um, where you can pre-order upcoming ones like the Ultimate Warrior three-disc set, which sadly isn't a documentary. It's just his greatest matches and things like that. So, uh, but gutted that it wasn't a documentary because I would have liked to seen the Warrior talk about himself. But uh, that's going to do it for today. So, uh, thank you, Mr. Lacey, for jumping on once again. Excellent. Great to be here. Yeah, so um, make sure you tune in. WrestleMania 30, April 6th. Um, if you're in the UK, it'll be on Sky Box Office. I think it's seventeen ninety-five. Um, so make sure you order that. And obviously tune in to the Raw after WrestleMania where always, uh, just it's one of the best times of the year, as Mike said. So thank you very much for listening. And until the next time. What you gonna do, brother? Uh, nothing. Nothing.